Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome back to the podcast. Thank you for joining us. Great to have you here today. I want to read to you from 1 Timothy chapter 4. I'm going to start in verse 1. I was able to uh, preach on Monday night at the stand. I think I talked about it the last one and talked a little bit about this, but I want to talk about physical um, physical training, excuse me, spiritual training, physical training and spiritual training, but more about spiritual training. First uh, uh, Timothy four, verse one. Now the Holy Spirit tells us clearly that in the last times, some will turn away from the truth. They will follow deceptive spirits and teachings that come from demons. You know, this is pretty sobering to think that you, there may be people, you know, and that this is why we pray. We pray for ourselves. We pray for our friends. We pray for people because there's people, these aren't people who were never born again. These are people who are faithfully serving the Lord that the Bible says will turn away. Some will turn away from the faith because they'll follow deceptive spirits and teachings that come from demons. It's really wrong doctrines. And that's why you have to be careful. There's people who are like looking for some new revelation from the word of God. I'm satisfied with the blood of Jesus. I'm satisfied with the name of Jesus. I'm satisfied with the power of God. I'm satisfied with the baptism of the Holy Ghost. I'm satisfied with repentance. I'm satisfied with with uh, being born again in salvation. <clears throat> you get, you don't need to have itching ears to find a, go find a new doctrine. I mean, you, we should be pressing into the word for revelation for ourselves. But people follow. Doctrines of demons. You want to know what a doctrine of demon is? Is is what's happening in the church or happened in the last couple of years with this whole um, social justice stuff like Black Lives Matter. Now listen, Black Lives Matter, White Lives Matter, they all matter. Every life, every human life matters and they matter more than animal lives. <laughs> Humans are worth more. But when, but when the crusade becomes about bringing a people group like that, that's not, that's not the gospel. The gospel... The gospel is we're, we're under sin and, and Jesus Christ liberates us from that. And the Bible actually says with God, there is no Jew or Greek bond or for there's, there's no black or white. There's, there's the blood of Jesus. So let's move on. Things that take people away from the doct- through true doctrine, doctrines of Christ. These people are hypocrites and liars and their consciences are dead. They'll say it is wrong to be married and wrong to eat certain foods, but God created those foods to be eaten with thanks by faithful people who know the truth. Since everything God created is good, we should not reject any of it, but receive it with thanks. For we know it is made acceptable by the word of God in prayer. Verse 6, if you explain these things to the brothers and sisters, which is what I'm doing now, Timothy, you will be a worthy servant of Jesus Christ, of Christ Jesus, one who is nourished by the message of faith and the good teaching you followed. Do not waste time arguing over godless ideas and old wives' tales. Instead, train yourself to be godly. I really like the Amplified Version. It says, do not waste time. Let me read it to you in the Amplified. <clears throat> it says, um, refuse and avoid irreverent legends, profane and impure godless fictions, and mere grandmother's tales and silly myths, and express your disapproval of them. When you hear wrong doctrine, when you hear people talking about stuff that doesn't matter, you know, people come around, talk about flat earth. You know, bro, the earth is flat. And, you know, this is really the thing, because if the earth is the flat then we're the center of the universe, and that reveals God's love, dude. Bro, dude, the earth, it's flat. Well, I don't care. If it was that important, Jesus would have said, as, as the earth is flat. So, is, you know, if it was that central to the gospel, it doesn't matter. Jesus, you know, you can die and go to heaven knowing the earth is 
thinking the earth is round thinking and it's flat or thinking it's flat and it's round and you can go to heaven, but you can also go to hell. It, you have to know that Jesus Christ is the son of God and you have to confess him as Lord. People come up with stuff. This is why anything that, that isn't the main thing, you stay with the main thing. You stay with the main thing. Express your disapproval of them. Train yourself toward godliness, piety, keeping yourself spiritually fit. Man, I like that. Train yourself towards godliness, keeping yourself spiritually fit. You know, that's really what you're doing here. Those who've been listening to the podcast, you're training yourself to be spiritually fit. You're not coming to listen to a comedy show here. You don't put this on a few times a week to hear 15 minutes of, of you know, knock-knock jokes. We're, you're, you're coming to the Word of God to to get revelation in the word. And you really, it's a training that's taking place. When you wake up on Sunday mornings and you've committed and you go to church, and then when you bring your tithes into the storehouse, right? When you, when you bring your tithes to the local church, when you, when you respond in love, all of it is a training. You're being trained by the Lord to respond the biblical way. And so, so that's really what's going on here. And then verse eight, it says, for physical training is of some value. It's useful for a little. But godliness, spiritual training, is useful and of value in everything and in every way, for it holds promise for the present life and also for the life that is to come. That's the difference between physical activity and spiritual. Is, is This isn't saying that physical activity has no value. Actually, it's proven that it has value. I'm, uh, I'm a runner. I, I, I actually ran this morning before I'm recording this podcast, um, but I, it's, it's really good for you. It re- releases endorphins. It's it's great for you, obviously, in in keeping healthy, keeping your heart, you know, having, uh, uh, keeping, getting your heart rate up is good for your heart. It's good all around, but it's it has value. But this verse is saying that it has, it's a short time value. This is the same word where Jesus said to Peter, um, after Peter walked on water and then sank and said, why did you doubt, O you of little faith? That word little is actually brief. It's the word, it, it's brief. Why were you in faith for such a brief time? Why was your faith so brief? I'm learning not to have brief faith. If the Lord said it, it is finished. Hallelujah. So you, you, you compare the two, and the one, physical exercise, has value now in this life. But this is saying that your training isn't just for this life. You know, this is awesome to think about. People don't, I, I believe people don't spend enough time thinking about what's coming next. You're, we're in this earth you know, let's just say you live to be live and we live in Jesus comes back in 30 years. I'll be in my 60s at that point. But let's just say he doesn't. Let's just say he comes back in 80 years or 100 years or whatever. Let's just say our own personal rapture, if you will, happens first, you know, where we uh, leave this body. The training that you're doing now is for eternity. That's why it's never too late to start. You could get born again and be 86 years old and it's still you start laying the foundation for what's ahead. You know, this is just the beginning stage of our life. This is like the opening scene. You live your 80, 90, 100 years here. Then you go to heaven for a time. Your body stays in the earth. And then when the rapture does take place, or let's just say we're raptured, we spend a number of years in heaven. There's the seven-year tribulation on earth. We're in heaven for that time. And then Jesus comes back. And, and the devil gets thrown into the, uh, uh, to the bottomless pit. And then there's a thousand-year reign. So if you compare your life on the earth, we have 80 to 100 years now. And then we have a thousand years on the earth again. 
this earth, this one. And then the devil's let loose for a time. And then he's defeated finally, thrown into the lake of fire. The judgment happens. And then the earth is burnt up, the elements, and there becomes a new heaven and a new earth. And then it's forever. But if you think about a thousand years, that's, that's minimum 10 times longer than our life here on this earth. This training that you're doing now, it's not just for the next year. This responding by the word of God, this training yourself to spend time in the word of God, this training yourself to be a person of prayer, training yourself to persist when things get difficult, training yourself to live a pure life. He says here at the end of the chapter, he says, be an example in, in the way that you live. Be, be an example. It says, look well, look well to yourself, to your own personality, and to your teaching. Persevere in these things. Hold to them, for, for by doing so, you will save both yourself and those who hear you. It says, let no one despise or think less of you because of your youth, but be an example, a pattern for the believers in speech and conduct and love and faith and purity. The training is you training yourself to do things the Bible's way. Training yourself to walk in love. Man, that's a big one. You know, when you you're deal with people and people get on your nerves, you, the Lord trains us to walk in love. It doesn't matter if they did it wrong and if you're right. You're still called to walk in love. You know, there's times where people wrong us and then the Bible says, just go ahead and suffer the injustice and respond the right way. This isn't about having it your way. This isn't about being right every time. You respond in love. You can be right and still be wrong in, uh, spiritually. The Lord wants you to respond in love. Someone says something and then you want to respond back. I mean, stuff like this, this is how marriage works. You know, things, you know, someone, hey, I, I asked you to do this. Well, I, you know, you, I feel like I'm doing everything. You know, this is the stuff that happens. And, and, and there's a right way and a wrong way. Even if, if I'm right, I respond in love. Sometimes I'm not right. And then my wife responds in love. This is what we're called to do. This is the Holy Ghost teaching us. There's a spiritual training that's happening. The Holy Ghost will speak to you. you. People pray, Lord, I need more love. I want to walk in love. And then he bring, God brings them opportunities. He says, you've been going around that same mountain. You respond in love once or twice, and then you go back to your habits of, you know, back talking and insulting people under your breath and, and being disparaging. You've got to keep a clean heart towards people. God won't entrust you to pour into people. He won't, he won't uh, promote you and trust you to pour into people if you're always making fun of people and, and speaking down about people behind their back. So there's a spiritual training, training and becoming spiritually fit. Train yourself to be, to walk in the spirit. Train yourself that when a temptation comes, you run from the temptation. This is a training. Hey, I run. You know, there's people that I talk to and I keep accountability with about how to, you know, overcome sin. And they, they talk to me every few days or a week or whatever. And, and, hey, this is what I've been dealing with. And, you know, I want to overcome it. And you, and you, tra- you, you train yourself that when a temptation comes, you don't just re- resist the temptation. The Bible says flee fornication. You run hard in the opposite direction. Get up and go into a different room. Get up and go do something else. Call somebody. Get up and, all right, if the temptation comes to do this, I'm going to get up and go read my Bible every time. I'm going to go pray in tongues for five minutes every time the temptation comes. You, you, you fight against it. You flee these things. You train yourself to godliness. Train yourself to walk in the Spirit. Respond the right way. Train, train yourself to be generous. You know, things can happen and money can be a little bit tight. And, and then that you want to pull back and not give. 
No, you train yourself. This is the time. If, if, if the devil's trying to make it look like things are tight, then I'm going to give even more. I'm going to train myself to be generous because you can't outgive God. Give and it shall be given unto you. And then one of the biggest ones and really where it all starts is you train your thought life. Romans 8, 6 in the NLT says, So letting your sinful nature control your mind leads to death, but letting the Spirit control your mind leads to life and peace. That's why it's key to spend, please hear me on this, key to spend time meditating on who you are in Christ, on who you are, who you actually are. I know you have a first, a middle, and a last name, and if you described yourself, you'd say, um, you know, whatever, 5'10", or 5'8", or 5'6", or 6'2", and this many pounds, and I have blue eyes or brown eyes, and I'm this nationality, and I have this size nose, and I have, you know, you, you describe yourself, and this is my personality, but who you really are is, is way more than that. Who you really are is a child of God. My greatest reality is that I'm born again, and I'm not of this world. You know, my greatest reality is that I'm a citizen of heaven. I'm a new creature. I'm not like unbelievers. There's two types of people on this earth. There's humans and then there's Christians. And I'm a Christian and they're completely opposite. My nature is completely different to an unbeliever. Completely different. So I renew my mind. Romans 12, 2 in the New Living says, Don't copy the behavior and customs of this world, but let God transform you into a new person. How? You want God to transform you into a new person? You ready for this? Let God transform you into a new person by changing the way you think. Then you will learn to know God's will for you, which is good and pleasing and perfect. You want to be transformed? Change the way you think. Train yourself to think spiritually. I'm not saying you don't. I mean, we live a a natural life. There's things that have to get done. But what, what is your identity? Who are you? I'm holy. I'm righteous. I'm full of the life of God. I live a clean life. That's who I am. But it wasn't always that way. I mean, I've, I've been righteous since I got born again. I just didn't always think I was righteous. You train yourself, train your thought life, train yourself to be physically fit, excuse me, spiritually fit, train yourself to be spiritually fit, train yourself for the life to come. What is the area that you need to train yourself spiritually? Train yourself to pray. Train yourself to worship. Train yourself to praise. Train yourself to rejoice. Some of you need to train yourself to rejoice. Some of you just say, oh, I'm my personality. I'm not really a... And there's hardly any joy in your life. You need to train yourself to rejoice. You need to put yourself on a strict training regimen of 15 to 20 minutes of high praise, dancing before the Lord every day. You do that for a couple weeks, you'll be joyful. Train yourself to be spiritually fit. That's it for today. I love you. God bless you. We'll see you on the next podcast.